0: hi venters welcome to another episode of the just checking in podcast this podcast is brought to you by vent and hosted by me freddie cocker vent is a place where everyone but especially men and boys can open up about their mental health issues break down stigmas and start conversations Each pod, I check in with a special guest with a natter and a chat about all things mental health as well as anything and everything else they are passionate about. If it helps that person with their mental health, we discuss it. My special guest for today's episode is another returning guest and one I checked in with when we were both in very different stages of our lives to where we are now. All the way back in Just Checking In Pod episode 23, I checked in with my friend Jacob George who works as an engineer and whom I know through the Northeast London Schools Network I grew up within and so did he. In part one of Jacob's journey, we discussed his experience of anxiety, panic attacks and depression. We also discussed his experience of fatherhood, having become a dad when he was 23 years old. Fast forward three years and a lot has happened since we spoke. Jacob has separated from his then partner and mother of his child, gotten greater control over his mental health, has met a new and supportive partner he is happy with, and has also gone on a sponsored bike ride to raise money for the mental health charity Mind. In this episode, we discuss that breakup and the initial impact it had on his mental health and how he had to rediscover himself three years ago, how the bond between him and his son Theo has grown as both of them have gotten older. And we also explore how his son gives him drive and purpose, but also how he wants to find another purpose outside of fatherhood too to strengthen it. We finish by discussing the tools he's learned in managing his anxiety better, growth, self care, how the bike ride went, and how his new partner supports his mental health and vice versa. So this is how part two of my conversation with Jacob George went. Jacob, welcome back to the Just Checking Pod. It's been a long time since we did that part one, bro. Thank you for coming to my flat in North East London to record this and getting yourself a lovely coffee on the way. Hopefully feeling nice and energised for this. How are you, mate?
1: Hey, Freddie. Yeah, I'm good, man. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Feeling good? Yeah, yeah. I'm hey back. fever
0: aside, we were talking about this off air. Yeah, I
1: might sound a bit nasally, but... Yeah. So uh... the listeners,
0: if there's a few sniffs here and there, don't <laughs> worry. It's nothing major. I've spoken to a lot of guests since we last chatted mate a lot of guests your episode was number 23 wow. if you can remember if you can yeah. remember back then yeah four five i was in years. my i was yeah i was in my parents house you popped around i was recording it on my phone you're now on a on a lovely expensive microphone Except now you leveled
1: up boy <laughs> yeah a few levels a few levels <laughs> of that mate hopefully
0: without further delay this pod's going to be very simple are oh, you ready to start the show yeah let's go. Let's start this part two and checking back in, mate, by talking purely about your mental health journey continued. So firstly, tell me about the feedback you had to part one, how you reflect on it, and the journey to where you are now.
1: Yeah, so the feedback on the first pod.
0: You were nervous, weren't you? I you was. was, it was it I, w-
1: I didn't know what to expect, to be honest. It was my first time ever recording anything like that. That was before podcasts were actually a big thing. Now they're massive, <laughs> yeah. right? You were <laughs> a trailblazer, mate. <laughs> yeah, trendsetters, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the response was great. I mean, the support I received from everyone and the love that everyone showed was wicked.
0: Was there any particular comments that really stood out apart from Phil's? <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> no, it was just like people were really su- shocked and surprised. Didn't know what I was going through, which I thought was a surprise because I thought like it was on display. But we
0: yeah, always think we're displaying more than we probably are, exactly. Aren't we, yeah,
1: yeah. Shocked a few people, <laughs> but yeah, everyone just showed me loads of love and people opened up about their own experiences. And I managed to help others, you know?
0: And when it comes to all of that feedback then, how did you use that as a springboard to take your mental health forward? Before we talk about the difficult moments. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So, yeah, it it gave me some motivation to really think what I was going to do next. How I was going to also carry on improving myself, but help others. I wanted to do a charity run or charity cycle. You
0: did that. We'll get to that later in the pod. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I wanted to help some of my friends and family who was also Mm. going through it. They really opened up to me, and I was shocked and surprised that some of them were in actually worse positions than I was. So, we were sharing techniques and how we can help each other. And yeah.
0: Did you feel a responsibility to help them in a nice way?
1: Yeah, I did. What I went through, I I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy, you know. I thought it was one of the most uh, isolating sensations that you can go through in life. It helped me, though, it built me up. Made me stronger. Yeah, so,
0: hindsight's wonderful. This thing, isn't it? There, is. When we look back. <laughs> yeah,
1: at the time you think, God, am I ever gonna get better? How am I gonna live with this? You know what I mean? Like, where'd you go from this? Because obviously, it's the unknown, new sensations, new mm-hmm. feelings. Especially when you get when you're younger. Sometimes you don't know how to cope with these. So, yeah, we were one of the lucky ones to get through it all, you know? <laughs> yeah.
0: And obviously, we know each other from the school network. I'm good friends with a lot of your close boys, mate. You know, Phil's mm. obviously a big one. He gets yeah. a few shout-outs. He'll get a few shout-outs at this pod, I'm not. I'm sure. Yeah, when it bad. comes to your role within your friendship group, did that change from the pod, i.e., were you becoming more of an active or proactive supporter in them or did you notice things that maybe when someone was struggling in a way that you perhaps weren't before
1: yeah at that point as a group of friends we sort of shifted and we were checking in on each other much more
0: mm, lovely mate. and it was
1: like a mature way of like hold on a second is uh like for example we say one of our friends he's he has, he's been a bit quiet lately is everything all right have you, have you like checked in on him like sh- we should maybe like get him out or something pull him mm. out and um there's been stuff that's gone on over the last couple of years, you know, life goes on and mm-hmm. there's been some hard times within the group, but we've come together and we've mm. we've got a good, solid foundation of friends. Man. You can tell, mate. Yeah, 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 we're lucky. We are really lucky. It's all about catching, <laughs> catching people
0: when they are about to fall mm. or you think they are, because sometimes when you people get to crisis, it's much harder to help them in crisis yeah, than sure. it is when they're on the way to it.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah Especially yeah. lads. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, you really have to spot the signs. And sometimes it's hard because, as guys, we don't really want to have that chat, you know, but if there's pressure
0: on it, yeah, if we take yeah. the pressure off, like you said, yeah.
1: let's go to the pub, put up yeah. the pressure
0: on it, and then we maybe mm. mention it there, like I always find that whenever I speak to to lads, especially and actually women about when they ask me questions about how can I support men, my answer is always find an activity that isn't pressure, yeah, pub football. Something like that, which is fun and nice, and then if you can drop that difficult conversation in, mm. they would feel much more comfortable because they're not thinking, yeah. Oh my god, I'm gonna build up to this massive moment and I'm gonna yeah. have to start talking about
1: it. That's completely right. And finding people that you're comfortable with, mm. I think, is really trust. important. Yeah, you trust, yeah, trust is really important because when you're coming out with it for the first time, you that's the biggest know moment, man. You need that moment. positive yeah, reaction, you do, and sometimes you don't tell the best people first and it can impact that you can put severely. you back i oh. always
0: say all the time if that first interaction a man has goes badly i yeah. can put him back months years even forever mm.
1: for me it was like my first steps was i was actually looking for podcasts like this because there was none at the time yeah 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 Yeah, this was like when was this 2018 there, it mm. wasn't massive you know april
0: 2019 was when yeah. i started mine yeah so.
1: yeah yeah so uh there was nothing and i wanted to find a not a cure Well, Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was a cure essentially, but I wanted to find something that could help me. And a pod like this would have been great if I knew it at the time.
0: Well, it's here now, yeah, you're a guest, (laughs) yeah,
1: exactly. And that's really what I want to push. Like, after I'd done that first pod, I want to give back, you know, for people who are searching who might want to find some sort of solution. Mm -hmm. So I'm here for
0: everyone, you know. We've talked about all the, the positive moments that came from the pod, mate. So since we last spoke, we're not going to dwell on this too much, but it's important that we start the podcast with this kind of first life event so we can shape the positive growth that took place afterwards, which was the ending of your relationship with mother of your child, who was your your ex. So just take me back to that period, how it impacted your mental health in the weeks and months after it happened. Obviously, we don't want to reveal too many details and whatever you're comfortable disclosing.
1: Yeah, of course. Yeah, it was a big chunk of my life, that relationship with really good memories and fond memories. I had a beautiful son, and yeah, when you go from that to going back to single, and it's a change, shift in everything, a mindset on how you are. Yeah, it was challenging. It was challenging, but I'm happy because it molded me to who I am today. Mm-hmm. In uh, what sense? It made me stronger, more wiser, and I was able. To- I can feel that yeah. mate, talking to you now, mate. Yeah, I think that probably comes with age as well, <laughs> the growth. Mm. But I can connect with people who now are going through that. I mean, it was a young age to go through that, you know. Mm. It was like a mini divorce, say it. You said it was
0: a grief to me off-air, didn't it? It felt like a grief.
1: Yeah, heartbreak does feel like a grief, it does. And you have to go through the stages of grief, you know. Mm. And sometimes they're not linear either. No, no, they're not. I mean, it comes with the challenges, of course. How much did it affect your identity as well, by the way?
0: Actually... Because when you put so much time and investment into that person, you obviously put some of your identity
1: into it. You do, you do. And you associate... A lot of things with Mm. that person, so it's hard. You feel like you sort of have to, in a positive way, but go back to who you was or reinvent yourself. What did you Um, do? I was like a phoenix. I I was like a phoenix out of ashes, (laughs) man. I just flew. You're
0: like Forks, Forks, Harry (laughs) Potter.
1: Yeah, no, it was good, man. I really found myself again. I was enjoying a lot of old things and new things, Mm -hmm. but it was very tough at the start. Yeah, you know, Mm. you got to take day by day, step Mm -hmm. by step. You know, take each day as it comes. Mm. I mean, as men, Mm -hmm. I find us going through these hard times, like these adversities, it actually really helps us to -hmm. grow, you know, and we can connect with other men better, Mm. you know? Um, Shared experiences is always good, Yeah, it is good. It's quite a deep one, to be honest. This is what this pod's for, bro. At the time, you think to yourself, oh, you have no idea how the future is going to go. You're quite apprehensive about the future. You can't see a future, really, in Mm. a weird way because that was your life, you know? Mm. But now my life has shifted so far forward. I'm in such a great place right now. But at the time, you can't see that, you know, you're yeah. very clouded vision.
0: And that's anxiety yeah. about the future as well. Yeah, I guess yeah. so, yeah. yeah. We've spoken about anxiety on your part one, and we'll speak about it a little bit more in depth in a second, but how did that anxiety relate to this part of your life? And also mm. perhaps, you know, not seeing your son as much, for example, yeah. because you were living with your, your partner. I
1: think time. for me, that was the toughest thing. My son's my world, you know? He's like a miniature version of me. Like, (laughs) I love him with all my heart. And so for that, for me, that was the hardest thing. It was like cutting off a limb, you know? Because he would join to me, like, on the hip. Seeing him every day Mm. to not seeing him every day is really challenging. And, you know, it might be like only a week or three or four days. But when they're young, they change so much, you Mm. feel like you're missing out on some certain stuff. Mm. It's hard. But you grow, you adapt, and you cherish the moments even more that you do have with them. And I feel like the bond I've got with my son now is so strong. I don't think I would have had that if I was doing that relationship, mm. you know, because you sort of, when they're there every day, you take them for granted. Same. It's giving you more perspective. Yeah, it has. Yeah. yeah, it definitely has. And I've done a lot of reflection of how I was in the past. How I can just better myself and grow you know and maybe I can say to others if I spot a pattern in some of my friends relationships when they do eventually have kids because don't forget I was the first one mate really young massive. age I mean the odds were stacked against me you know
0: but it's testament to where you are now
1: yeah yeah it is yeah and I can take all that knowledge and use it in future mm. um, do you think
0: you give yourself enough credit for that?
1: Uh, I don't know to be honest bro I really don't know it's a tricky one man I always try to like be a better person like I think for me, my main thing at the moment is—I uh, don't know. I always critique myself. I think that's one of in a my... good way, or in a, in maybe too much. Because um, we I'm can not... always get better. We should. Growth yeah. mindset is the best place yeah, to be. Yeah, growth but if we're
0: mindset. Being too hard on each other, on, each, yeah. on ourselves, and that's not great.
1: I think it's like uh, in sort of ways. I think people always judge me. I don't know. In what sense? In a sense of they underestimate you, or they no. have always Assume been,
0: stuff about you that isn't
1: right. No, I've just been that character who like always been. Quite, I don't know, out like there, like extroverted, out there, out there. Out there yeah. yeah, like me, mate. Like yeah.
0: <laughs> people make assumptions about me all the time.
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, sometimes no. they're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no, it's, it was challenging. But I tell you one thing that really helped me. I didn't realise the power of it. How when you go through those times and you understand why people make so much money of them, and that's music mm. and emotional songs, such as. Well, I can't give you the exact example, but any artists, any artists. <sighs> that stick out know, from in, that point in my head it's all like the old school ones to be honest like ah, oh.
0: what genres are we talking are we talking
1: i'm talking like ballads and stuff yeah like yeah that. and you know but the lyrics just hit you like, differently yeah differently yeah. like you'll be listening to a song and you never take in the lyrics like i just listen to the song but then certain lyrics you just hear mm. it's like when you're going through that time and then you can relate to them you know especially when i drive in paces like just switch on the music i just zone out because obviously I had to move to a different home and I was living back with my mum mm-hmm. at the time just to get myself back on my feet. You know, I just go out for a drive or whatever. I'm just looking at your music collection now. I can tell you <laughs> that... Uh, it's a big if, one, bro. A yeah, lot of people look at it the when same. they don't come on the pod. Yeah. It hits you differently, music. Especially live music as well. Like It's like soothing. You as know? you can
0: see on the proof of my frames on my wall.
1: man. I went to Budapest last week and I was oh, live music and uh, I, I never go to gigs like that mm-hmm. but I actually thought of you because I, I, I know you <laughs> oh, love bless all, this, you. all this live music but it's great like doing that it really brings you together you
0: spoke about your mum there mm. how nice was it obviously it was a difficult period but was yeah. it nice to go back to your mum's and just spend more time with her do
1: you know what it was a weird one it was like going back in time and
0: I think that's a lot how I went back to my childhood home when I, well, I was still in my childhood home during Covid I reckon a lot of people did that yeah. and they kind of went into a little bit yeah. of a nostalgia period
1: yeah do you know what I'd start you a bit like oh, but it was actually really nice man we sometimes take our parents for granted and to get that extra time with my mum in hindsight like now there's the best thing ever like i got an extra like year year and a half to spend being closer with my mum where well, I wouldn't have had that if I wasn't mm. in another situation so yeah it was nice and she got the best bond with my son now Because she spent all this time, whereas before she'd see her occasionally, but now they're so close. So, you know, every cloud has a silver lining.
0: And how has seeing that Mm. strengthened your relationship with your mum as well?
1: Yeah, yeah. We're like, uh, yeah, we're we're a good team now. Like Mm. she's always checking in on me, checking Mm in on Theo. Did she listen to the pod? I don't know, to be honest with you. Have you asked her? No, <laughs> <I do need laughs> Maybe to. when this one's out, yeah. you can send her the first one yeah. and say, listen to the second yeah. one. I'll see how far I've come. I mean, yeah, she's looking after my boy now, bless her. So uh, yeah, I'll tell her to check it out. <laughs> she, We've talked a lot on. about
0: positives and self-development and growth, mate. You spoke there about wanting to be a better dad and wanting to be a better person. Was there a yeah. moment when that crystallised, when that light bulb came on or was it just a gradual process?
1: I think it's always been there to be a good dad, be a good man, and be a good friend and uh, and a good person. Really, has it oh, accelerated has, what I'm saying? Yeah, that's yeah. what I was going to say. Yeah, definitely, because when you have children, you're always wanting the best for them, mm-hmm. and you're always worrying about them. So me not being there as much with Theo every day, as such, I wanted to make sure he was learning, really improving in his learning. He was doing sports. He was gaining confidence. He was eating well. You know, everything was like good. So, yeah. I put a lot of time and love. I do put a lot of time and love into him. And yeah, I think it's made me, it's made me a better dad, definitely. Mm. One other part of your
0: journey, we were in a little bit of a chat when you arrived to the flat, was improving your physical health. So how have you oh, gone yeah. about that and improving your self-esteem and everything that comes along with it?
1: Yeah, I mean, I've always been a gym head. I love the gym from about, I don't know, 17, 18. My dad was into it. And I just saw how he was And he was always going to this place called gym. (laughs) And uh, I don't know, I just thought it was really cool. And then he took me once and I loved it ever since. And that accelerated loads after I come out of the relationship and I've got into it and I built myself to the best physique I've ever been. I let it go a little bit at the moment. (laughs) (laughs) You can't tell, mate. (laughs) No, I loved it. I think that for people who are struggling with any mental health, I know it's got a sort of stigma of some people. like it's being like, you know, a bit... Toxic masculine. Toxic. I don't like
0: using that term, but yeah, I get. Yeah, what, that's you, what
1: the argument they would use. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Some people would, but I think no matter what, if is it could be running, it could be rowing, cycling, it could be lifting weights. It could even be BJJ, which is something mm-hmm. I start to do a little bit. What's uh, that for this uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it yeah. feels
0: proper corrupted, <laughs> you yeah. You going to Titan now? Are you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, we've been we been wrestling since young, man. It's all that testosterone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyone who's going through something, I think. Just take that leap into any sort of physical activity. Like rock climbing was mm-hmm. great. My brother went through a little thing a few years ago. I took him rock climbing and he loved it, man. That was down in Mylen. I was going to say, I was in Mylen yeah. climbing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Been there a couple of times. It's <clears> good, man. Great. So I think getting outdoors, even just getting outdoors and going for mm-hmm. walks in the fresh air and in the country is really good.
0: I talk a lot on this podcast and in the work that I do with mate about how men can find their release valve. Mm. So... It might not be talking, it might be talking, it might be the gym, it might be medication, it might be Mm. mindfulness, whatever. Why was the gym and why was exercise your release valve? Tell me about the process and what mindset you get into.
1: So I found like when I was going through that moment in my life, I was low, I felt weak. I felt like I need to build my confidence. So going to the gym is something I enjoy. I felt confident. I just built myself up, you know. Mm -hmm. It was a natural way as well. You know, there's health benefits to it. I don't really like medication. I think Mm -hmm. it just masks the problem. Fair enough. It's not be wrong. No. Me personally, I wouldn't recommend it to anyone. I know people are going through really hard times and they feel like it's the only way. But it's not the only way. I think you have to try and use it as your last resort rather than a first resort. Cause I'm just like uh,
0: you want to keep your mind not taking pills. I get that. I get pretty
1: that. much. But I'm a herbalist anyway. Like yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. even take like headache tablets and stuff like that. I've always been quite a natural person. But that's a whole nother story. <laughs>
0: well, medication isn't for you, but you did say meditation has been something that's uh, helped you. So yeah. how has that helped you?
1: So meditation is great. And in
0: what sense? Because people think of meditation, they think of <clears> the <throat> very stereotypical, you know, shavasana, whatever. The, yeah, the, the, um... the, yeah, yeah, all of that stuff. Because it's not. Mindfulness and meditation can be very, very yeah.
1: practical and easy to do. And that's what puts a lot of people off. They don't like, how do you do it? It sounds complex. It sounds naff. It sounds like it's not. Airy-fairy. Fairy. Yeah, 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 it sounds yeah. like, oh, that's not going to work. But I would definitely say people check it out give it a go if you need a bit of guidance the best thing I, and I still use this when I do it this was the first thing I've done was uh, it's an app called calm yep yep I think everyone should get it they do a free subscription and then you have to pay I think it's like 30 pounds mm-hmm. a year but honestly that's the best thing whenever I'm really really struggling if I'm going to a big event or if I am feel heavy I just do that for 10 minutes a day yeah you can do it in the morning you can do it in the evening twice a day if you're really really going through hard times and the relief you feel afterwards, the weight that's lifted Mm. off your shoulders. That's just down to breathing. Breathing is so important. So
0: Um, when you said that, does it lift you or does it ground you or both?
1: A bit of both, bro. Yeah. It depends if I've got my shoes and socks off, I'm in the grass. (laughs) If I'm in that grass, yeah, boy, I'm getting grounded.
0: (laughs) We spoke there about anxiety, mate, and your wanting to use Calm in the app when you Mm. felt like you had a big event coming up. And social anxiety is something that we spoke Mm. about in part one. So just tell me how you've perhaps gotten better at managing it, Or maybe even overcome it.
1: Yeah. To be honest with you, I feel like right now, I don't think you ever overcome it. I think it's always there, tiny, tiny, small bit. You know, life with with any problems. But yeah, essentially, I've overcome it all. And (laughs) going back to the breakup, my anxiety disappeared. Completely. Wow. Completely. Were you expecting that? No, I wasn't. But my mind was so focused on the breakup and just getting myself in a better position... My anxiety was gone. It was. It was. It was. It was, it was almost, almost masked. It was like not priority. My priority was. So you went in autopilot. For I it? literally yeah. went to autopilot. I went into looking after my son. What are my priorities? Bettering myself, and that anxiety was the bottom of the list. And uh, so it
0: was a negative distraction, but yeah. from the event, but a positive distraction for uh, your anxiety. Yeah. yeah. So that's
1: why I say I grew so much from it. And um, now, as I say, adversity can make the best times once you go through it. And when was the last time you had a panic attack then? Oh, I couldn't tell you, to be honest with you, bro. Well, that's massive, because um, if people I go listen to part one, that yeah. was something you really did struggle yeah, with. Yeah, I could not tell you. No, I couldn't tell no you, No social
0: event that you've been to where you felt a little bit, or it come on and you kind of, hey, kind of hey, I think down?
1: or I think nowadays i think we all suffer from a little bit of oh what's the party gonna be like we get there <laughs> you know but then we warm up after a minute we feel a bit more comfortable in our surroundings and mm. um, when it's a big event and maybe we're hosting or something like that we try to predict what it's gonna be like mm-hmm. how it's gonna plan out and we want it all to be perfect but you just have to go with the flow like i said breathe mm-hmm. take a deep breath feel it in your stomach and just release mm. and just go and don't have any uh, expectations of how it is just try and go with it
0: there's something that we spoke about off air now and i'm not going to call it anxiety it's something that's made you anxious in the past yeah but it's a new thing that you wanted to discuss so just tell me what you want to talk about here mate
1: so yeah it's a bit of a complex one Uh, i mean some people might feel it some people might not feel Mm -hmm. it i think more for like you know ethnic british people you, you might feel it but that's like uh so being in London, we're quite fortunate. We're so diverse, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We've got black, white, Asian, Chinese all over, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? But me being mixed race, it's like I've got black friends, I've got white friends. And sometimes being mixed, you go to some rural areas mm-hmm. and it's like, I don't know, for me, maybe it's like my own insecurities, but you feel like, I don't know, you, you're getting judged because, because of... You're very self-conscious. How, yeah. 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 And I I don't know, as a young child, you don't feel it at all. But then growing up and having anxiety, social anxiety Mm -hmm. especially, I think that just branches onto other stuff. But it works both ways. It's not just like a victim mentality. It's like, I feel like the other person... You know, I
0: mean, nowadays they're probably nowadays, thinking, "Oh God, I don't want to say the wrong thing." Yeah, now, and all exactly.
1: That. Yeah. yeah, and they're feeling it as well. They're feeling the social pressure as or the well. tension because, if Yeah, you the tension, that, yeah, yeah, they yeah. don't want to seem racist or don't want yeah. to seem a certain way. So it's challenging. god it's almost like we've gone backwards, mate. It's mad, isn't it? It's mad, but I think you know we're getting there as a whole. I think society nowadays is so much better with, mm. with accepting of how things are. We've obviously spoken about it a lot already, but I want to talk about fatherhood now and an update
0: about it so theo's come a long way even in the short time that we've uh short time of his life but the long time that was since we've chatted Mm. and he's got his own personalities own identities in school now so just tell me about how your relationship with him has grown in the last three years in depth as opposed to briefly touching on it
1: yeah so me and theo we're like best friends you know we're so close we (laughs) now he's getting to that age he's like he's five he, uh, he's
0: asking a few more questions.
1: He's answering <laughs> back a lot. and uh, <laughs> Yeah, he does have his meltdowns sometimes. But overall, he's he's a lovely boy. He's so funny. Mm. Honestly, if you ever met him, you'd be in stitches the way he is. Because obviously, when I broke up with my ex, I used to take him a lot more out with me and mm-hmm. my friends. And he's just like one of the boys, honestly. <laughs> he's so funny the way he is. His banter is exceptional for a little boy. <laughs> it's like... So...
0: Where have I taught you Yeah. This?
1: But yeah, no, me and him super close we do a lot of activities i make sure i engage him a lot so he's either doing some sort of like i don't know sports or some sort of like martial arts mm-hmm. but we do a lot of creative things as well and um
0: has anything sure- that he's shown an interest in surprised you or pleased you in a way that you perhaps weren't expecting
1: um he's very kind as well and he's, he's uh he's quite an emotional so he's in touch with his emotional side um, he obviously gets that from you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Whether you're subconsciously it. or consciously projecting, yeah. away, he's definitely got that from he's, you. Um, he's um, yeah, he's a caring little boy.
0: I mean, getting, yeah. Yeah. getting emotional intelligence from an early age is he's magic. Yeah,
1: he's smart. He's very, he's, he's so clever. Maybe a bit too clever for his own good. <laughs> and his memory is in, incredible. Mm. He can remember things from like two, three when he was like two, two years old. I'm like, how do you remember that? But no, yeah, me and him, we're just solid, man. It's like it's like we've got like a, in a weird way, it's like a, I don't want to say brotherhood because it's not like, mm. like a friendship, but like me and him, it's like, I don't know, it's a great father-son mm. relationship.
0: And obviously, as you know, fatherhood is not always sunshine and rainbows. I'm sure there'll be... Oh, no. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure there'll be some father's listeners or prospective fathers. Yeah. Give me the whole picture and maybe any advice for any prospective fathers or young dads
1: yeah I say enjoy the journey because there's going to be ups and downs and a lot of challenges I'd say even now today I have to have my patience because as a parent you get tested a lot things are not going to be perfect you know and they're not going to be smooth running as well you might have an idea of planning your day out of how it's going to go but believe me they might not want to even get dressed that day (laughs) yeah I mean the funny I'll tell you a funny little story the other day is uh, getting him changed now can be quite challenging (laughs) so uh, he's five but he's quite a big boy Mm -hmm. so I buy him age six and he was putting his top on the other day and uh, he's reading the label and he goes age six no way rips it off (laughs) not wearing it simple (laughs) And uh, it was a constant battle between me and him. like. Did, I, what, yeah. did you not try and frame it yeah. like, you're a big boy, so yeah. you are got wear bigger clothes? That's yeah, why. that's it. All positive reinforcements. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, yeah, enjoy the journey as well, because it goes so quick. Mm. Like, I know you probably, everyone says that, you know. You got oh, baited, you get yeah. the quicker life goes, man. It it's, does, it's scaring me every day. I, yeah. think about it. I, I sit there at night on my own and go, bloody
0: hell, everything's just going quickly.
1: Yeah, just be grateful for every day. Do you know what I mean? That you spend with him. Take lots of photos mm. and print the photos as well. Yeah, you got have you got a little album yeah, now. Of, of oh, course, brilliant. man. It's, sometimes it's good to hold it in your hand. You know what I mean? How does that feel? It's great. Yeah, yeah. Going yeah. back as well. Yeah. Like having the having the photos and going back, like even on your phone, you know, when, you, when it pops up memories of this time last year. It gets you through the day sometimes. Mm. It brings you up, saves you are up work on a Monday, and you haven't. Like really an affirmation, tough day. almost. It's yeah. brilliant, honestly. Like yeah. it makes you warm inside. Mm-hmm. I know yourself; you're feeling a bit broody at the oh, moment. So, yeah,
0: uh, I can't not say I'm not because I've written an article about it last week. So, <laughs> in part one, mate, you spoke really honestly and bravely, actually, about Theo, and you were saying you, you wanted to make sure that he wasn't someone who bullied people. You also wanted to make sure that he wasn't bullied himself. And that's a really yeah. hard balance to strike. How yeah. have you? begun to strike that balance as he's entered school and and given him the tools to stand up for himself but also maybe you know you said he's a big boy maybe stand up for others when they're getting picked yeah
1: well he's he's very outgoing so I mean that's the lucky side that I've got that he um I don't have to really worry about that in terms of his confidence but yeah in terms of him being a nice boy and being Mm. kind I always ask him when he comes back from school what have you done that's kind today how have you treated others how are your friends? You know, how are you feeling? Just like more modern questions mm-hmm. that older parents wouldn't have asked mm-hmm. their children. You know, I try to be very, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but like, oh, I don't know. I'm very involved in it, mm-hmm. you know? No, it's a great thing, man. Like, I'm very great, I love protective. That. Like, I think I've never I'm, heard someone yeah, ask those questions before. Yeah, I think and pray about him every day, you know? let's talk about faith then yeah. you've mentioned it yeah, sure. tell me just, about faith just got back from church now boy. did you? Yeah. oh I love that where's well, the
0: Sunday yeah. tell, tell me about your faith yeah. How has that grown as you've gone along fatherhood and also life
1: yeah so obviously in modern days society I mean faith is a something that I don't know it's not judged in a certain way right um, maybe particular faith yeah yeah well particular faith every mm. faith everyone like looks at you in a certain way I think I feel that there's that sort of pressure it's not cool mm. to be religious you know Me growing up as a Catholic in a Catholic school, still Catholic to this day, still practicing. Although I'm not like strict Mm -hmm. in certain aspects of life, I think it's something that's helped me get through life and get to where I am today. How's it Um, helped
0: you with community, especially becoming a dad? Having a community, you know, whether it's your congregation, people you know from church, either speaking to dads who might go and advice, stuff like that.
1: I think... The community aspect is just showing me, like, obviously speaking to people from different ages and groups, like, just showing love, you know. That's the main thing, love. Like, even if you're a believer or non-believer, I think the main thing for most religions is show love, you know. Treat your neighbour how you'd like to be treated. And I feel that's the thing. If you do good, you're going to receive good. And as I get older, I do try to help people my community or anyone that I can, really. I say community... It is a community but, uh, though, mate. But yeah, like But
0: that, that, yeah, like, A lot it, of people have lost that. <laughs> I went to two church schools. I'm not religious myself, but I've interviewed a lot of people about faith and I'm probably in a, I don't know, maybe a minority, but mm. I've always spoken about the power of faith, if you have yeah. it, to yeah. change your life, to shape it. As long as you don't take on the, the negative kind of stigmas associated with it, someone yeah. like you, it's been massive for your life. Why would yeah. I denigrate that?
1: Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of positives. Obviously, in the news you hear, the bad side of some religions, mm-hmm. how know, it's used. How uh, yeah. uh, can people can take it to the extreme, but I think if you can pick what works for you and they can use it to implement better in your life and other people's life, then why not? You know, mm.
0: what's your relationship like with God now?
1: Well, I go to church more often, I pray a lot more. That's the one thing I've done the last couple of years since COVID. Like, I just pray a lot more, and I think it's like sort of linked to meditation and it's sort of like grounding yourself. I hope I've got a good bond with God. Mm-hmm. I mean. I'm still alive today. Yeah. <laughs> <Touch> <laughs> truth, I'm not in the matrix. And this uh, yeah, is a, this is
0: in a simulation. <laughs> yeah, where's, where's, where's Andrew Tate? Out yeah, now?
1: yeah. <laughs> I do say to my friends, like I think out of all my mates, I'm the most religious one. I wouldn't preach it to anyone because I know how that can be perceived. But mm-hmm. I think it is powerful. I mm-hmm. think it gives a good structure, and have that faith, you know. And for me, I feel like he got me out of my anxiety with things. I feel like it gave me hope, you know. Mm-hmm. It was like another support system. I prayed that I'd feel better, Mm. I'd feel stronger, I could receive, like they say, speak it, believe it, receive Mm. it, yeah.
0: I speak a lot to people with faith on this podcast, Mm. mate, about how God can work through people or work through medication or work through your therapist or Mm. work through something else. Have you seen or do you feel like God has
1: worked through people in your life to help you or help yourself? Yeah. The main person who's religious in my life is my nan. Bless her. And she's super, like, you see her, she's just super religious, man. And I know she's prayed for me and paved the way for me, blessed me. And, you know, in my life, I've been very lucky. I've never been through any, like, super bad times, you know. So I feel like I'm protected in a certain way, looked over. And that's why I pray for my son every day that, you know, he's a good person, he's protected, he's healthy, he's successful. Because nowadays, I feel like people only pray when they're In in, in crisis, yeah like when,
0: men men unfortunately when they come, when they want to talk their mental health out it's yeah, not really when we tend to or, be in
1: crisis you know or when, when they've broken up from a relationship or I know something bad happened or mm. they're scared they're going to lose their job or something mm. like that that's the only time you turn to God but you're like, saying it's a last resort it's a last yeah. resort but I think if you carry that journey on and you know you pray when you're grateful because gratefulness is a wonderful thing to do you know
0: do you teach your son about gratitude
1: do you <laughs> ask him what he's grateful for and stuff like that or is it maybe, not too, maybe too early yet when I pray I thank God for like everything I've got in my life so the roof over my head the food that I received you know the love and, that I've got around me so I think he sees that but I don't it's something I sh- I'm going to implement now you said it I'm going to try it I'm going to tell him like, yeah, you should be thankful because you know we're not aware and I think only the last couple of years I'm being more grateful like aware of my mm. situation you know because yeah. me and you we got a good right I'm seeing there's a lot of people worse out in the world. Sometimes it doesn't feel that way. Yeah, yeah,
0: no, and especially when we're going through bad periods, you don't feel like you're fortunate. And I say this because I think it's really important that we frame it in a positive way. So so I think sometimes when people talk about gratitude, the other person that they might be asking of it might think they're like invalidating themselves. So if they say, you know, like there was the the stigma phrase is, what have you got to be sad about? You know, you've got all this in your life. That can almost be framed as someone asking for gratitude. But if it's like you're going through this, but therefore, It's invalidating what they're feeling. But actually, if you say, yes, you're going through a difficult period, but what have you got to be grateful for in your life that can help you get through this? That's probably a better way to frame it, isn't it?
1: Yeah, that is. Yeah, Mm. definitely.
0: Something interesting you spoke to me off air about, mate, is that obviously your son is a big source of drive, purpose, love, everything else that comes with that. But you also said to me, every man should have a purpose outside of family. Yes. So. I know why that's important. Vent is probably that for me. Tell me and the listeners why that is from your perspective and also how have you gone about finding that new purpose or additional purpose, I should say.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think purpose is super important. For men, mate. Absolutely massive. massive. So, so, so important, especially when you're in a relationship or a family, man. Because sometimes you can get sucked into your other life you need to find your own identity Mm -hmm. but it gives us like sort of like uh, keeps us on track you know it gives us purpose when we wake up in the mornings what we're going to do this week next month you know how we're going to progress on our life and hopefully it's like a positive purpose it could be business it could be your job or you can have something additional like you said hobby that hobby that eventually one day you can turn it into your job you know Mm -hmm. You can I mean, There's no money in mental health, but let's hope, mate. Let's hope. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, one day you never know, man. All these podcasts nowadays. Yeah. Hopefully, <laughs> mate. Let's see. Yeah, but it's very
0: important. You know, I speak a lot on the podcast about the three things that I believe that every man or young boy needs: is identity, purpose, belonging. And then if yeah. you add those, if you add respect, and I can't remember what the other one was, but yeah. those first three pillars, if you have That's one really of them, interesting. Identity, if you have one of them, purpose, and what was the yeah, last one? Belonging. Belonging, right? So. Yeah. If you have one of them, yeah. you can survive. Yeah. If you have two of them, yeah. you can get by. And if you have three of them, you thrive. Right. But if you have none of them, it's very easy to get lost. There's yeah. a lot of men who are lost out there. Oh, and that's how sure, I kind of feel at yeah. the moment.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. Keep, yeah, like I said, it keeps you in the track, right? But the hardest thing, I think, is finding that purpose. Yes, I think I'm very jealous of people because I don't feel personally as if, as if I found mine. I yet. feel it in my head yet. yet, yet. But I feel like... I'm on the way because I've found something I've got an idea of what I really want to put my life into now it's in the makings but you know it's hard sometimes to break into taking the mm-hmm. first steps it's the, it's the hardest mate the first the steps is the hardest. yeah but once you made that, you're 50% of the way you know mm-hmm. and then you but, look
0: back and you <coughs> go ah oh, why did I take so long to get it done I know
1: yeah, yeah. but in, unfortunately in life oh, they mate. throw obstacles in your way you know mm-hmm. in so many different variations yeah I think for guys especially we're trying like you said we're trying to juggle our identity and our belonging but sometimes we lack our purpose and that's stopping us from getting our purpose you know and that we, gives you focus yeah we try mm. to become this person but we're not focusing on other areas of our life sometimes it takes a lot of discipline and a lot of sacrifice mm. you've made a lot of sacrifices <laughs> to do this podcast i like i'm super proud of you man. no you don't oh, you know you, you've done a really good job to, for doing this man. it takes a lot of balls you know, and sometimes you have to go against the narrative, and you have to go against what other people and risk might things, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to take yeah. risks, and you have to invest as well. Mm-hmm. You know, oh yeah, yeah time is yeah. what I've invested time, the most. Yeah, money, time, money, money, money. obviously. Yeah. but
0: time is the most the yeah, main thing. Yeah, but it does. It it's it's worth it to me. Like yeah, you know, all the passion, phone calls you know I saying? do, all the podcasts I do, all the editing yeah, I do. Yeah. For me, that doesn't feel like wasted time. If it no. was like wasted, if it felt like wasted time, I wouldn't do this. Yeah, I would stop tomorrow. It's never felt like wasted time. When I move things around, the only exactly. things that I'll ever move things around vent for is family so if I've got like if my sister says to me oh it's like a birthday party or nephew's doing something and I've got a pod that day Mm. I'll move the pod to like later in the afternoon that's the only thing I'll move it for do you know what I mean yeah for sure the one thing I was going to say as well mate is the idea of respect and what you said about there is really (laughs) powerful because I think and I feel this personally is that if boys have belonging and respect of their peers, yes. it is massive. Their self-esteem could be bad or yeah. whatever, but if they yeah. respect their peers, mm. that gives them almost a focus and a purpose as well. Yes. Like, yeah. for example, my stories, you know, people can go read, I'm going to keep it pretty short. Yeah. Because I was bullied so much, I yeah. never had respect of people. Right. And then when I got to uni, I was suddenly one of the most popular guys in the year. And I had this weird, I'd, now, then I had respect, but not in a, more of a superficial way. So it never felt truly
1: genuine. And then when I did vent, I had the respect of people. Because I I was
0: helping people and I put myself out there.
1: Yeah, you was the positive force. You was bigging people up. You was helping others. And I think that's the main thing. I mean, as guys, what do we do most? We banter each other, don't we?
0: That's how we show love in in one way, though. In one way, but
1: it's actually a negative way. Because if someone says to you every day, every day, oh, say for example, you're ugly. The first day, you're going to laugh it off. The second day, you're going to be like, okay why do you keep saying it and by the end of the month you're going to generally think you're ugly mm. yeah so what I try to do now and implement it in some ways I say this but I'm a bit of a hypocrite <laughs> but is uh, just be positive to my guys say hey you're actually looking good like be genuine as well mm. I mean if they're looking like a bag of shit that's what I love we can say the hard yeah, truth to each yeah, other yeah for sure yeah I think, that, I think that's real as well that's mm. showing love you know if someone's looking down say hey you need to get more sleep man you need to yeah. you need to eat healthy stop going out stop drinking Stop smoking. I think that's what I try to do. I try to look after my friends and, and big them up. And so if they're doing well, congratulations, mm. promotion. We're the same. Yeah, we're the same guy, man. We're let's go guy, out. Let's go have a drink, man. Because I think a lot of guys we don't. Some people they secretly hate. They're a bit jealous, and they. I mean, it's all banter. But if they're your genuine friends and. You've got to show some love as well. You know what I'm saying? Just say that I'm proud of you, man. Yeah. Because you don't know that little comment can really be impactful and it can get them through that week, Mm. get through that month. Because as men, we mask a lot of things. Women as well. We don't... We've got an ego. Yeah. That ego inside stops us from communicating and, Mm -hmm. you know, actually telling it how it is in our own brain, you know? Like we live inside our own brain sometimes. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. 100%. And I think I say it's quite a lot that the great thing about male friendships is... A, we can tell the hard truths to each other. And B, we can engage with each other in group situations. They might not be as emotionally deep on the service as women, but that's fine. But we can take that pressure off. When we come together, I might be feeling crap for the last week. But when I come together with my boys and we just chat rubbish about football and
1: whatever, and it's like, oh, I'm out of that now. Just for the
0: time being. Just for that small period. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think that's so important. Like, my friends. My friends have got me through so much the last two, three years. I think they were, you know, my solid foundation, man. I'm so lucky and blessed to have them because they really got me out of the place that I was, you know. They were Mm. the first persons I turned to, you know. And uh, it's hard growing up because sometimes due to work and relationships and family, you don't get to see your friends as much as you like to, you know. But that's the beauty of it. When you do come together, it's like, I've got a friend who lives in Amsterdam, Jamie, mm-hmm. and he's he, back now, fortunately, for a couple of days. And when we link up, the so you've been away. Yeah, it's like you can pick yeah, it up, yeah, like yeah, that, like like, just that's like that. Love. And you know that's true friendship. You know what I mean? Mm. That's just true brotherhood, and that's what it is. It's not really a friendship. I call it they're my brothers. You know what I mean? Mate, it's like, I say like a family. Every
0: every man who comes on the pod is my brother. Yeah, I say that sure. all the time. Whenever I praise them, that's what I say. And people might think that's cringe or whatever, but I don't give yeah. a shit. Like for me. For someone to come on this podcast yeah, yeah. and show vulnerability and take that bravery and make that step, for me, like why wouldn't I be like that for you? Yeah, for sure, man. We spoke about the purpose or the wanting to find the person. I, and I won't push you on what you think it is just yet, so I'll let you figure that out for yourself. <laughs> but we've got a couple of topics left. Yeah. The next one, which I'm hoping you get a lot of points for, is your new partner. Well, not new in the sense of you've been her for, for a while, but new in the, <laughs> yeah. in the sense of this podcast. So... How has she helped your mental health? How have you helped hers? How has she built the relationship with your son as well? Because that is a very difficult thing to do that for anyone. That is,
1: yeah, for sure. Yeah, for starters, she's amazing, man. Really out of the blue, the relationship, how it blossomed. Like, I was never searching for a relationship. And I think that's the best time for when relationships do come about. I mean, it was all natural and organic. And through mutual friends, mm-hmm. which I think is better. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean hey I'm up for internet dating if it works like I know a few relationships that have come from it and yeah it does work but me personally I I feel like i got a better connection with people when I meet organically Mm -hmm. and uh, yeah we met organically through friends and yeah it was great I mean we hit off we're very similar and then we started to open up I saw went around hers and I saw certain books on a bookshelf and I thought okay and asked her a few questions and we sort of open up about each other's journeys and our struggles quite early on, which I liked about her. Mm. I liked the fact that she was into her health as well. Mm-hmm. She had a good link. She's been through some stuff in her life and she's super strong and she's so mature as well. And we help each other by we always checking in and we're always doing positive things. Mm-hmm. So we always go for nice walks. We always do grounding. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, it's so funny, like, Obviously, people are more aware about these natural remedies. We do a lot of holistic... Medicine and remedies, me- yeah, yeah. Yeah, medicine yeah. and remedies, because I think that's the best thing, man. Mm-hmm. And we just go in nature, open water swimming, mm-hmm. cold water therapy. We Wim Hof, want-
0: yeah? Wim Hof,
1: man. <laughs> yeah, all the way. Why is he always shouting? He's always shouting. <laughs> no. Shouts more than But that, that stuff works. It genuinely works, man. If you go out there in that cold water sea and you come out, you feel alive. I'm really proud of her. And um, I appreciate her so much. I'm grateful for her because obviously it's not easy for someone she essentially sort of taking on not just me but my son as mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. and she treated him with respect their bond is like they're like best friends honestly they have, like i was saying before his banter them two are always laughing fits like yeah it's, it's great
0: and to do that requires a great level of emotional intelligence
1: and maturity like you said so yeah. how do you feel when you see that Oh, mate, it makes me so happy, man. Because obviously at the time, there's been a time in my life where I thought that would never happen. I'd That's never get say, that yeah. back. So to have that now, I mean, like, it's a blessing, man. Mm. Yeah, so I'm just super grateful and super happy. I just want to continue to grow, you know? I know we sometimes we're human, we make mistakes, but I'm trying to be like, more mature now in certain things when we communicate like not do the tick for tack you know because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's very easily done in mm-hmm. relationships you know well
0: who knows mate? maybe a part three with both of you on the both of you on this <laughs> yeah sofa for sure I'm sure should be
1: up for that we was actually thinking we we're going to release our own sort of like uh, mental health help page so maybe get you on us
0: <laughs> <laughs> you want to get some views yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure clutch it clutch a for views yeah <laughs> a little, no, yeah, a little obliged. collab <laughs> yeah <laughs> happy to oblige mate the final thing we're going to talk about and we mentioned it right at the start of the pod, which is the bike ride that you did from London to Brighton. Yeah, the ride to London. Yeah. 2023. Um, 2023, which was in aid of mind for you. Obviously, other people have done their own sponsorships. Yeah. Thank you for your sponsorship. Oh, no problem, mate. Tell me just why you wanted to do that, first of all.
1: Yeah, so from day one, really, from when I was going through stuff, like I felt like I wanted to help others. If felt like I was going through this what are other people going through you know some other people probably have it a lot worse than me and going through it real bad so anything I can do to help I wanted to do so I thought what's a good way of doing it you know raise some money because also it would help me as well they say miles for meditation and it's true like what were you as a cyclist before that did you have to do a lot of training for it I did yeah Yeah? what was that like yeah it was good man it was trying to fit it in around my life so I did have to sacrifice the gym but you know it built up my legs nicely yeah I was going to say oh, man, yeah. the calves must have been nice oh yeah but it, I was going through all Essex in my training luckily off I live in Essex now so the views were insane man mm. it was beautiful on the days that it didn't rain it was raining for about a month and a half but uh, I had some real nice uh, routes that I went through you're uh, joining
0: the, uh, the Sunday Cycling Club with the sponsor like yeah. I always
1: see up Faden Boyce yeah
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah man I'm, I'm ageing aren't I <laughs> If, as long as you've not got sponsored like on, mate, you're calm. You're not, not going to get any judgment from me. Tell me about the day itself now.
1: Yeah, so the day was... Because uh...
0: I saw the instant highlights. I've got a few questions off that, but just tell me about your perspective.
1: Yeah, the day building up to it, man, there was a lot of nerves. I'm not going to lie. It was like a nervous and excited. I just want everything to go smoothly. Because don't forget, when you're doing a cycling race, you've got to get up to the location with your cycle with all your equipment, you had to do some planning for that. So I got to the station about, I don't know, half five.
0: So where's the central London, yeah? Yeah. Like so, Victoria? Yeah, okay, yeah.
1: So we started Embankment, we started the Embankment, the race, and it went out to Essex, and then come back and finish at Tower Bridge. I live in Essex, so I had to get up to Embankment. My race started at seven. I had to be there real early to check in and everything. So we got to the station, train station for 5.30. We're approaching the station, get there, and the shutters are closed i'm talking to the guy he said sorry mate no trains like for an hour an hour i'm gonna be late so that just put my body into panic i was like oh shit i'm gonna miss it like i've raised all this money people Mm sponsored me i've got everyone's money on the line like i've been training for months for this and i was super nervous luckily i chucked the bike in the car i drove to the next station like a few miles down the road and i managed to get there on time but after i got there it was like joy of seeing like everyone there ready like going into battle you know Mm. all that training it was a good feeling I felt pumped doing the race it was quite emotional you know I was doing it with music on and it was like when you got to a certain stage and I saw my family ah that was the best thing ever man they really gave me that boost after like 50 miles so I was in the saddle for about six and a half hours it was a long time I wanted to do it within seven so I was really happy with that Mm. but yeah the emotional feeling you get when you're going through and you see your family it's like wow It boosts you on so much. How
0: did you feel when you saw Theo with his sign?
1: Oh yeah, no, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, it was was the best feeling. I'm not gonna lie.
0: Mm. And then, how did you feel when you crossed the finish line as well?
1: Super, just elation. Yeah, Yeah. That last like hundred meter sprint. Oh, I was on cloud nine. (laughs) I was bombing it. The last five miles, honestly, bro. I was. I was sclatting. <laughs> like, I had so you much were like energy. You like challenging Mark Cavendish, Honestly, weren't you? <laughs> mate, yeah, it, it felt so good, man, just to do it and give back. And it's just a little something, you know? It's good. I would recommend it to anyone. Even do like a little 5K, 10K, that like Hackney half marathon. I've got a few friends that done that. It becomes an addiction. Oh God, but... Wait, why do you think all those kind of
0: ex-athletes end up doing Ironmans and all that and yeah. they just get addicted to yeah. do it? Because the, they need the challenge and they need yeah. the, uh, the elation and the euphoria that comes with not having goals to celebrate or wickets or whatever because that's they need it. to replicate it and that's yeah. the
1: closest thing they can get yeah I think obviously you know you have to do everything in moderation I mean keeping it healthy like not an unhealthy obsession I know a few people like adrenaline said, junkies yeah, yeah. They, they've done the Man's and you know what I mean there's worse things as well to be addicted to you know <laughs> so yeah good on them but yeah you just have to take care of yourself and yeah it's it's a great feeling it's one of the best feelings. I'd definitely recommend it. I mean, London Marathon, I'm coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> I love that,
0: man. Yeah. Let's reflect on this continued mental health journey, mate. So first of all, what has it taught
1: you about yourself in the last three years? It's taught me to take time, be patient, check yourself. You Before know, you what? wreck yourself. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. No, definitely. <laughs> That's man. an old school reference, to yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. No, Ooh. but it's true, though, bro. Yeah. Because um, thinking about it logically, like I'd say more than 50% of Mental health nowadays is self inflicted through substance abuse in some way, or it doesn't even have to be a substance, it could be a lifestyle, you know, the lack of sleep, diet, poor, poor yeah.
0: diet, burnout, exercise, yeah, everything, burn yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, or no exercise,
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. Putting yourself in stressful situations, stress is the number one killer, you know, mm-hmm. you know overloading yourself with work. You've got to take time for yourself, that's really important because you know, you're number one. How can you help others and love yourself if you don't? I mean, love others if you mm. don't love yourself, sorry. Mm. So it's super important to do that. But yeah, I mean, like, I mean, we all love going out. We're a culture of drinkers, aren't we, nowadays? But- well, less
0: like so Gen Z now, mate. They're drinking less and less. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're <laughs> drinking mass. That's, a lot of the kids now who are between, like, maybe 18 to 25, they've probably decreased their alcohol level or there's less people drinking much more than ours, what ours was
1: well, good on them good on them because mm. it's the way forward man so many negatives come out of it not gonna lie we have great memories and good times on it and those some you t- remember <laughs> <laughs> yeah those that we remember yeah but we spend a load of money on it yeah <laughs> we ruin relationships on it we make silly decisions and choices that's but, for sure yeah for sure but i mean you just have to be sensible man and you have to look after your friends when you think they've been having you might mm. have to say to them let's not but i mean having said that in my friend group people get ridiculed for not drinking you know which is a sad thing you know it should always be that person's choice isn't it if you, if it you drink be. then cool if you're not drinking then fine. yeah Let's respect the decision i mean some people feel like you're not actually living it up mm. you're not there in the moment but you have to be aware of other people's how it's going to make them feel the next day you yeah. know. but hey look you just got to look after yourself don't abuse them. i mean especially with drugs as well man that's a, that's a that's a number one thing you know I mean, look, Glastonbury was just last weekend. How many people this week must be feeling like... They're still recovering now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, do you know what I mean? But it's their choice. I'm sure they had a great time. But, you know, for me, I know I can never go down that road, you know, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I know what it can do to you. And I never mm-hmm. want to be in that position. Mm-hmm. I still drink to this day. I think less and less now, though. I'm mm-hmm. very aware, like, I say that. <laughs> no, I have a couple of drinks, I'm on the shots. But <laughs> I'm the worst one for it. But I'm aware of what it can do, you know? Yeah you know, self And how much you're paying for it in the next,
0: I mean, I'm paying, I pay for it two days, even three days more We now. do now, now
1: we're older. Yeah. But have you noticed how like, we got our mental health probably a bit younger than other people in where's ways it to us. But I feel like when people get to like 20, 26, everyone experiences some sort of anxiety or depression in some way, I feel. And then I feel like now we're approaching 30. God, that's scary, isn't it? Mm. We have the maturity and we give uh, less fucks and we're, we're able to deal with like, it. We don't really care as much how people sit like They say as you get older, you care less what people think of you, which is good, you know?
0: Do you feel, and this is something that I've felt a little bit as well, do you feel like because you've gone on this journey of recovery and self-awareness and self-reflection that yeah. you see, maybe not previous versions of yourself, but you see how you were three years ago to how maybe, or four years ago, or five years ago to how someone is now. Yeah. And you can notice that and give them the tools to help them in yeah, the way that you needed man. the help back then.
1: Yeah. I mean, we're all young and naive at sometimes, and we can be like, you know, I look back and cringe so bad at myself, oh, you know, in the last six years. But, you know, that's good because that shows that we've grown. It shows the growth that we've made, you know? I mean, just you just. Got... Did everything to cringe about, you wouldn't have a life. <laughs> exactly, exactly, yeah. Exactly. I mean, you'd just be the boring one, man. Yeah. You, and do you want I mean? that? So, yeah, I think it is good.
0: What would you say to that previous version of Jacob, what, knowing what you do now then?
1: I'd just say, carry on being you you're a good person at heart but just be careful you know in some decisions that you made make sure you're making the right decisions you know but yeah I wouldn't change it I would not change it at all that's the most important thing isn't it yeah, yeah. of course man you go for it as long as you never give up I'd say to anyone who's going through, it never give up keep going I mean certain things you don't have to give it, you just have to call it a day but in terms of yourself never give up on yourself keep going keep fighting I've got a lot of quotes from Rocky <laughs> Mate, it's a good movie, man. <laughs> when you look, when you look at, seen cracks. all of them, yeah. I have. Do you know yeah, what? Yeah. At the start of this year, first time I ever watched Rocky.
0: No way. The
1: first time. I did it I during I uni, so like,
0: I'm going to watch all of them in a the go, mate, in like the first one time.
1: week. Oh, so I just finished Creed three the other day. Did ya? What do was... you mean?
0: I think he's the best one out of the Creed yeah, trilogy. It's,
1: it's crap. They took Rocky out of it, man. Yeah, Rocky's that's like leg, the legal guy. legal issues and stuff with that. Mate, I couldn't believe that. Slow's been banging on about that. I didn't watch it when it was in the cinema. I refused to watch it because Rocky wasn't no, it. No, no, I didn't. But watch it was only it. because it came out the other day. for oh, I'll yeah. watch it. But no, all well, you got to take the positives from that I mean, in terms of how, like, never give up, keep fighting, you know? You're going to have your down days, but, you know, tomorrow's another it's day.
0: Not a, it's not about getting in, it. it's about how you get in and keep moving forward. That was a brilliant impression. <laughs>
1: right. That's that it. first time. That's it. My girlfriend loved the quote. She said, one step, one punch, one round at a time. And that's what you've got to take life. Mate, I heard a story
0: about, I've not seen any of these, I've only seen The Expendables 2, but one of the actors from it was talking about Stallone being a director. Yeah. And he said, oh yeah, Stallone, he had the great, he's, good, he's the greatest director ever. If someone's like it up, he just goes, just say the fucking line.
1: It's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, classic a, Stallone. Yeah, he's a legend to be fair. Yeah, you just got to be gentle with yourself, I think, and just show love. I think love's the answer, right? Love yourself and love others. Do you know what I mean? You're not going to receive it all the time. Mm -hmm. So,
2: yeah.
0: Our final topic of conversation, Jay, and it's one we had in part one, but because I've developed this section and I've added a few more questions since then, I'm going to ask it to you again. So it's a general quickfire chat about mental health. So firstly, same question as last time, how is your mental health at the moment, mate?
1: Pretty good, man. Yeah, I'd say it's uh, in a good place. Obviously, we will have our days, yeah? Mm-hmm. We all have our weeks. But I just do my routine, you know? I get healthy, I eat well, I make sure I get my sleep. That is number one, sleep. Anyone suffering, make sure you're sleeping. Make sure you're putting that phone down maybe half an hour before bed.
0: I always have a read, man. I always have a read in my book. A, yeah, yeah, that's
1: really good. Yeah, that's what the key, having a little read.
0: Just shuts your brain down naturally. It does. Yeah.
1: And do you know what? I find that if I have a 10-minute like, meditation before bed, I sleep so much better. Yeah, so it makes things- you naturally more tired as well. Yeah, because like if you read for 45 minutes, you're like, oh, I'm tired now. Yeah. I can go to bed more easily. Yeah, I mean, how many times have you gone to bed on a Sunday and you're lying there and you have so many thoughts are racing through your head of maybe the weekends, what happened? Or maybe what you got the next day, you know, on Monday. I used to get all the time. In school, Sunday like, Scaries, is called. Yeah, yeah, Sunday Scaries, man. Especially when I was at school, man. No, I ain't done all oh, of my homework.
0: Oh, the school Sunday Scaries. Infinitely worse than the work oh, ones, mate. God.
1: Jesus Christ. Yeah, man. No, I ain't done my English homework. Boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had different fears, I think. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Tell me about the first conversation you ever had with someone about your mental health, mate. So, who was it with? Mm. What did you say? And how did it feel like looking back? Did it feel like the big moment or big burden... Or weight had been lifted off your shoulders? Or on the other, did it feel like something easy, insignificant and normal to do?
1: Okay, so the first mental health conversation I had was when I experienced it. It was all new to me and to be honest with you, it was a scary time. A very scary time going through experiences and symptoms that was new to me. I didn't even know what mental health was. Anxiety back then wasn't even a big thing. But now it's in the media, everyone's more aware, which is good. And the first conversation was with my mum. We was just in a cafe and I was having anxiety right there and then because it was a social place. Mm-hmm. And I brought, I just said to my mum, I'm, I'm not feeling myself. I don't feel great. And uh, she sort of like, I don't know. I think she sort of like brushed it down, brushed it off. Like, mm-hmm. no, no, you're fine. Like, It's nothing. Like, I think that was her way of coping soothing with it. Soothing you. Or yeah, soothing with yeah. it, thinking it would go away. Mm-hmm. Little did she know. That was not going away there and then. That was going to be a, a year thing I had, battle I had to go through. It's so about the second one then,
0: after that. After that.
1: Mom. You know, I don't know. I don't think she knew what I was going through. I think it was only till she really I sort of like Oh, I don't know. Broke down, the essentially. Yeah. She really... Mate, sometimes people, yeah.
0: sometimes people, that is the way they find out. Like, yeah, yeah. You know? Especially um, if then, if a lot of people aren't as educated about mental health or are yeah. aware, sometimes they'll only see it when it is crisis. Yeah, you I know? Feel that's, like I, that's fair enough.
1: Yeah, I feel like I can say it now because I'm I'm comfortable in my own skin and I feel like I'm bigger and I'm like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like now, nothing really phases me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been through so much. It is what it is and hopefully this can help someone else. Mm-hmm.
0: I know the answer to this question I reckon from you because of the way I frame it so what is the best book or as I call it mental health bible you've read for your mental uh, health
1: easy one easy peasy and that's there D-A-R-E yeah. oh
0: I thought you were going to say the bible
1: <laughs> oh, oh. oh, that's number two okay uh, number, number two, two. yeah okay. yeah shout out big yeah. man upstairs but no this book did you mention this on part one as well I might have yeah yeah But I I don't think I bigged it up enough. So anyone who's going through social anxiety, or could even be panic attacks or any sensations, buy that book, I dare, and it will give you a little bit of hope, some skills, some new knowledge to get you through whatever you're getting through. But I should be paid promo for this geezer. (laughs) Yeah, it's called Dare, D-A-R-E. And it gives you like steps. Because if you're new to anxiety and you don't know what you're going through why are you not sleeping why mm. is your heart racing it gives you the language It on. Un- yeah. it, it scientifically it gives yeah. you down why you're feeling the fight or flight the caveman theory to what it is yeah. and for me that was really helpful because I thought I was abnormal what I was going through right. little did I know probably about half the population is going through that mm. <laughs> so yeah dare book get okay.
0: if there was a mantra in life that yeah. summed up your mental health yeah. what would it be and why what right now mm-hmm. phrase saying quote something like
1: Rocky or whatever my mantra for my own personal mental health. Uh, oh, never give up. Never give up. I'm going to add one more. Go on. <laughs> Do good and you'll receive good.
0: Love that. We've I've never had two before, so I love that. That's great. Yeah. And as a final question, mate, same question as before, but with a little bit of a tweak. In the last three years and in the last six years I've been doing VENT, yeah. we've made a lot of progress in the men's mental health space. Yeah. I feel like we need to be listening now to men, whereas before maybe we weren't talking and the men that weren't talking then, are talking now. So what do you think we need to do now to make sure every man from all walks of life feels comfortable and safe in opening up about their mental health issues or just their general mental health if, most importantly, they want to do it?
1: Like I said, be loving. You know what I'm saying? When someone wants to open up, they want to be received well. So we don't have to say anything we just show that you know that you're listening you know look that person in the eye take the time and uh, just give a little bit back you know I think it's very important no matter who it is as simple as that isn't yeah, it, and it and if you can go the extra mile for that person and reach out because sometimes they won't come to you you'll have to go to them
0: reach in not you reach know. out that's what yeah, I say to people I've had
1: that with a family member a very close family member and I didn't know they was going through that it was a shock to my system a mm. big big shock you know it shook me up big time but, but you're
0: glad you knew then oh yeah, you
1: know. Oh, oh thank God I feel like it was a message from God I gave up everything there and then and I went straight three hours away to that person and um, yeah thank God they're in a better place man uh, on earth, thank God. Yeah, 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 on earth, yeah,
0: thank God. <laughs> Jacob George, big man, it has been an absolute pleasure to have you back on the podcast. Thanks, thank you so much for coming back on and checking in with me, mate.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. I could talk for hours now. where <laughs> I still want to go, I loved it. Thank you so much, man. I hope this has helped anyone listening and uh, excuse me if I sound a bit nasally, but yeah, peace and love.
0: Well, that's all we've got time for on this episode of the Just Checking In pod A massive thank you to Jay for being my special guest and letting me check back in with him once more. I'll sign us off by saying thank you to all the vendors who tuned in. Remember, if you've liked what you've heard, please do give the podcast a share on social media. Tell your friends or work colleagues about it. If you're feeling generous, write us a review and give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and help us out with the algorithms. If you love what we're doing here at VENT, please consider supporting us by going to www.patreon.com slash VENT Help UK, or you can make a one-off donation to our GoFundMe, or you can buy a VENT t-shirt, or you can buy a ticket to the Just Checking In Podcast live show on Friday, September 29th at Eaton Manor Rugby Club. All of those links are on our link tree, that's link tr. Dot ee slash vent help uk we hope to check in with you again very soon and remember guys it is always okay to vent